Welcome to Monuments and Movements. On today's episode, we discuss the Supreme Court. Will the vacant seat be filled before the election? Will the courts potentially be packed? What will all of this mean for future rulings? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Monuments and Movements podcast. I'm Justin. I'm here with my man, Kenny. Kenny, how you doing? Doing good. How are you? Doing great. Just hanging early in the morning. Happy to be here. Yeah. Well, last week we talked a little bit about the presidential debates, about some of the issues. We didn't really get to dive deep into each issue. So we thought these next few episodes we'd do some, some more in-depth discussion. Right. Yeah, we, we kind of started talking about um, Supreme Court and, and a lot of the things that were brought up in the debates. Yeah, so let's talk about Supreme Court this week. So um, diving from, from the top rope, starting, I let's guess, go. using, using a Washington Post article. As our launching point, Trump says he will move without delay to fill Ginsburg's Supreme Court seat. So, obviously, a lot has happened. Um, RBG passing away and um, Trump officially nominating everybody, or who everybody was figuring he was going, going to nominate, Amy Coney Barrett. So, um, this is Trump's nominee to the Supreme Court seat, left vacant. So, you know, one thing I want to get into... Obviously, there's the the whole you know the process of things. Um, the the president now has the constitutional duty to nominate a Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. Now the Senate has the duty to either confirm or reject the justice. Um, a similar thing happened to Obama, right? President Obama nominated uh, Mayor Garland. And the Senate was a Republican Senate, and they rejected, right? Yep. So now the big, the big, 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 big deal um, is because it is, quote-unquote, an election year, and because um, we have a mostly Republican Senate, it's pretty given that um, ACB is going to be confirmed as the next justice. to happen today. Think is when it oh, it's already happening today. Yeah, she's had most of her trial. So I, I do want to get into a little bit of uh, of of the her 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 hearing and the questioning that she's been she's been given. So, mm-hmm. uh, but before that, um, why is this important and why should should we care? Why is this such a especially now? Why is this an even bigger um, bigger bigger topic than it, I feel like than it has been? And I, and I have some ideas, but I wanted to hear what you think. Why is this? Why or why should we care, um, and why is this important? Why should we care more about this? I think we should care about this because the thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is they think the president is the boss, right? Uh, but we have a checks and balance system in our republic. We have the legislative, which is the House of Representatives and the Senate. Mm-hmm. House of Representatives is majority Democrat right now. The Senate is majority Republican. Then you have the executive branch, which is the president and his cabinet, which is Republican. And then you have the judicial. And the judicial, they're technically not supposed to be Republican or Democrat. Right. Obviously, just human nature, everything kind of gets politicized. And so the Supreme Court, though, they're, they're like the, they interpret the laws. They're the final say-so. Sure. So... The House of Representatives and the Senate, they're the one they make up Congress. They're the ones who actually like write the laws mm-hmm. and who like come up with the laws and write bills. The president, it's his job to execute. 
But the Supreme Court is like the parent. It's like the parent in the situation that basically says yes or no. This is how the law is meant to be interpreted. They have the final say-so. So the reason that the Supreme Court is so big, especially in this election, because Supreme Court doesn't change as fast as president or right. as the Congress. Right? You have elections every two years for different levels of government in the and House of Representatives and Congress. Right. For the Supreme Court. Right. Presidents, four, four-year terms, but the Supreme Court, you're in there until you either pass away or until you want to retire. Right. So that's a little more... If your party gets your person in there, they're going to be in there for a while. Sure. Yeah. So that's why there's the big right. And I think about it right now. And I and I think from a um, from a Republican perspective, it gives kind of a, I guess it would give a a peace of mind if if President Trump isn't reelected. At least there's more conservative judges now in the Supreme Court. It's it's kind of like a, and that's why I think a lot of, um, a lot of more more liberal people and, and especially here a lot of the Democrats in the Senate, really raising a, a lot of hell about it because um, it it would, it would kind of upset the hold that they've had on the Supreme Court for the last amount of time, yeah. um, and so like I said, Obama nominated Mayor Garland, but he was not confirmed. So uh, this is important because now with a more conservative Supreme Court, once ACB gets in there, which she will likely be confirmed, Mm -hmm. um, now you're going to see a lot of, not necessarily, and I don't really know how that works in terms of like, not really rulings changing, but um, I'm guessing further cases, like big cases in in terms of like abortion um, is really a hot, hot, hot ticket um item right now that i saw a lot of people bring up um but one you know one thing a lot of people are saying is it's unconstitutional to do this now during an election year um and that's and that's kind of one thing i wanted to talk about because these are just hot again hot topic hot buzzwords that you hear floating through any kind of reposted media post um, and I kind of wanted to bring that up, but this being the possibility of this being unconstitutional, why people might say this is unconstitutional, is it unconstitutional? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I, it is not unconstitutional. <laughs> there, case closed. Um, it's, it's obviously not favorable, and right. it's morally ambiguous, mm-hmm. I guess, at best, or at most, I would say. But, no, the president is elected for four years. Right. He's not elected for three and a half mm-hmm. until election time. Right. The same is true with Obama. Sure. You know, if Obama or if we had a Democratic president in place, too, the same would be. It'd be the same case. Right. You know, as long as he holds the office of president, it's technically, according to the Constitution, his responsibility to fill that seat. He doesn't stop working after November. Right. The the big, I guess, ambiguity or the, the big thing that people are saying is it's so close to an election. Really what they're saying is people have changed their minds from how they voted four years ago, right? Because four years ago they voted Trump in. Mm-hmm. And so now people are, the moral argument is, ah, people have changed their minds. You got to let people speak their minds before you you change it. So according to the Constitution, you don't have to. Right. They're saying you should. 
Um, but according to the Constitution, you don't have to. Now, here is the thing: is there's so much back and forth because it is a favorable position for Republicans right now. We've got the Republican Senate and we've got a Republican president. Right. Last year with Obama, when he was trying to get, um, oh, sorry, I'm blanking on the name. Mayor Garland. 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 Mm. Yeah, when he was trying to get Garland. Unfortunately for him, right, the Senate was Republican. See that? That's how the checks and balances work. Right. Right. It, is it, you're supposed to get a diversity in there so that balances check each other. So the way that the table is kind of tipped in this case is that Republicans have a bit easier of a time, right, getting their pick in. But it's not unconstitutional. You know, you could probably argue that it is his responsibility to do it and that Trump does owe it to. Sorry, Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland. My bad. I, I didn't know that he was a mayor. I was like, ah, that was news Not to that me. that was but... his name, Mayor Garland. <laughs> Merrick Garland. Yeah. There is actually a mayor of Garland, Texas. Yeah. And th- there's a lot of this controversy because, you know, the thing is, this is always politicized. You know, and right now I know that Republicans and conservatives say, well, you know, it's in the Constitution. Got to do it. Got to do it. Mm-hmm. But the honest truth is last time they were singing a little bit different of a tune. Like, no, this is too close to an right. election year. We can't do it. Republicans had the the Senate. Mm-hmm. Right, so they could say no. Right. So they had like a legitimate means to block it. But either party in the situation would take advantage of it. Sure. And the opposite party would go against it. And so a little, uh, you know, diving a little bit more into the, you know, the actual turnings of the cogs of the machine that that's happening right now, um, before we, we dive a little bit deeper to why, why this is such a huge deal and, 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 um, in my opinion, pretty monumental for, for, um, a lot of conservative viewpoints. One thing, um, you know, I heard a stat that a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, I brought up, I brought up a, a election year. A lot of people are saying because it's an election year, and like you just said, a lot of people have changed their mind. But this has actually happened in the United States 29 times during an election year where a president has nominated a Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I even heard a stat further that that um, I think not when when the uh, when that party holds both the, the Senate. Um, and the president, um, I guess, so whether it's Democratic president, Democratic Senate, or Republican president, Republican Senate, whenever that's been the case, it's it's been confirmed nine out of ten times. I guess there was only one case where it got thrown out because of some kind of ethical deal with somebody else. But, I mean, it's it, again, it's pretty certain that, that ACB is going to be confirmed. But just the fact that, you know, if people are pulling at strings and, and, and the election year, and trying to be a little bit unbiased and see why, why people are you know kind of freaking out, but, um, you know I think this is really monumental again for, for conservative views, especially, um, I don't know how long the the Supreme Court. Do you know how long the Supreme Court has been kind of liberal leaning? Uh, at least the last. 60, 70, 80 years. <laughs> <laughs> for most of our, for most of what I would consider like modern America, this past century, I'd say has mostly been liberal leaning. Like more liberal judges specifically or just rulings? 
rulings. It's hard because I think 20 years ago and earlier, judges wouldn't have identified as liberal or conservative. I think they're now personally right. identifying a little more, but right. they tended to rule more sure. liberal policies. Sure. Um, and the number, sorry, just to give people a count, the numbers, at, is it at nine? Yeah, so there, there's nine justices. On nine the justices, Court. so there's currently there's, eight. Correct. So there have been, since I think it's since 1869, we've had nine judges on the Supreme Court. Right, so since the Civil War, right? Right. So the Constitution doesn't actually tell you, the Constitution doesn't say there has to be nine judge, nine justices. That's determined by Congress. Congress, they settled on it in 1869, and they haven't changed it since. Right. So I think at one point we had five. At one point we had 13. I think sure. back when the U.S. first started, we had one for each state. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of been accepted since 1869. That that was a good number. That's the number we would like to stick to. I know there's been presidents who have talked about, I guess now obviously is a big topic, is stacking the courts. Right. Which is a huge. That's topic. what I was going to bring up next. Yeah, so there there have been there have been presidents who brought that up. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't know if it was Roosevelt. It was actually it was a Democratic president talked about stacking the courts because I think it was starting to get a little conservative leaning. But the Democratic Party actually back then said like, no, it wasn't a good idea ethically. Yeah, right. right. For them, for them, it was an ethic thing. And and RBG was was vehemently against packing the courts too right mm-hmm. from from what i heard uh, and, and this is another big topic because um a lot of people are are asking uh, there's been comments made either directly or indirectly by the democratic party that fine if if acv gets elected then if if biden gets into office then they're just gonna pack the courts yeah and, and that that is important because now you go from having mostly conservative judges and then you add two more liberal liberal so now boom scales tip so it's kind of like a it's not unconstitutional is what we're trying to say right right it's it's just, technically just like us or just like the republicans picking right. a or filling the seat right now filling the seat it's not unconstitutional there's nothing in the constitution that can keep the president from packing the courts to the best of my knowledge now but, but it's not the president who packs the courts it would be uh, Congress. Congress would have to pass it. Yeah, so the House of Representatives and the Senate would have to make it happen. So if both the House of Representatives and the Senate end up being Democrat, then there's a high likelihood of that happening. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, again, it's not illegal, but it's kind of like the, you know the kid, the kid on the block. That's that's uh, it's his ball, so he can make the rules of the game as you go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that, that's how that's how all this stuff plays out. That's the balance of power, and um, the, you know, and 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 here's the thing. Whereas, as uh, you know, uh, again, I likened it to that that neighborhood kid who changes the rules so he, that he can kind of get the upper hand, it, just in case he starts losing. Um, while that's not necessarily, you know, it's your ball. You can do whatever you want. You brought the ball. You made up the game. Okay, fine. You can change the rules, uh, but. It's kind of, I mean, it is not necessarily celebrated. Like we said, RBG was pretty against it. Um, a lot of people have been kind of outspoken against it. I think Trump, I don't know if Trump's had a statement on whether or not he would pack the courts. Um, no, they're pretty against it. But he's pretty vocal about being against it. But I think a lot of this because of the, the Democrats are the ones who are 
talking about doing it. Right. And then Joe Biden personally said he's not a fan. But then he also recently hasn't answered, right? Right. So he didn't answer. And then I think there was way too much pressure. I mean, they're asking him, like, don't you owe it to voters? And he's, I don't know him nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think he realized he he couldn't keep dodging that question. So he said he wasn't a fan, which Mm -hmm. doesn't really mean yes or no. But again, it's not necessarily his choice whether that gets brought up in the House and the Senate, right? That's, That's what people need to understand. So going forward, I guess until. Hey, until the next president comes in, packing the courts, who knows what's going to happen with that. But until then, um, you know, I, I just kind of wanted to touch on on um, two, maybe a couple more things about about this. Is it, One, before we get into ACB, I guess one thing is um, why is this such a huge, a huge step for conservatives? Because I feel like certainly since Obama, um, I feel like a lot of – I feel like uh, with uh, – with Bush that uh, uh, I feel like I remember seeing and hearing a lot of uh, a lot more conservative precedents being passed and uh, abortion and, and certain laws like that uh, really taking positive moves. And then I feel like with the eight years under Obama, I feel like a lot of things have turned um, super, super liberal. And so uh, especially now, I mean, we do work on campuses and see, see how how difficult it has become to to preach the gospel on on campus even around a camp, campus <laughs> um yeah. and and how difficult it has been to to have god even for students um to have god in the schools and 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 even just little things I'll say little things quote unquote like that um how important is this for for conservatives um that ACB being confirmed more conservative leaning um, Supreme Court. How how big of a thing is this, and should it be? I think it's a big thing. I don't think it'll affect schools as much. I don't think it'll really affect our day to day life right. very much. I think you're going to find that institutions that are very conservative are still going to stay very conservative. Institutions that are very liberal are probably going to stay very liberal. Yeah. I think the biggest the biggest thing that conservatives and liberals have to look at with the Supreme Court is it really has to do with laws but like big government kind of mandates so right. for example the two the two biggest ones on the table right now is Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. even though I think Trump has said he, he's not gonna push on Roe versus Wade and I don't know if AB if ACB has said that, but I know she said something along the lines of like, look, whatever it is, what it is not necessarily. I mean, who knows once she gets in the courts, I think she said what I heard her say was something about, um, they asked her a question of whether she agreed with the, like the actual constitutional constitutional workings of the case. Yeah. And she said she, she didn't really agree with it. Um, and I think we've kind of talked about before. Yeah. So I think the biggest things on, that the Supreme Court are going to have to deal with is what the government provides us. Mm-hmm. So Roe versus Wade basically made abortion legal in every state, so mm-hmm. states can't choose on it. And not only that, our taxes fund abortion. Right. So if you're right. liberal, you're like, awesome. You know, we can get abortions whenever we want. The government pays for it. If Roe versus Wade gets overturned, chances are there's going to be less tax money going to it, which a conservative who's against abortion is like, sweet, you know, my tax dollars don't have to go to that. Right. something I disagree with. And that also means that states are going to be able to decide for themselves 
whether abortion is going to be legal or endorsed in that state. But it's really just about what the federal government is going to supply. So the same thing with health care. Health care is a big thing, too. Right. Because they've talked about bringing Obamacare again before the Supreme Court's because there's a question of its constitutionality. Mm-hmm. Is is the government going to make you get health care? You know, is the government going to basically take over how insurance right. and regulate or not? Right, so I think the liberal perspective is that, you know, it's the government's job to come in and, you know, to make sure that everyone gets equal, affordable health care. And I think the Republican or the conservative side says no. Just let the private sector do its thing. Sure. So those will probably be the biggest impacts we feel as a society. But in terms of, you know, all of a sudden, because campuses, school campuses for the most part are pretty liberal. Right. Uh, If the Supreme Court changes, I don't think that's going to change. Sure. The the environment. Yeah, and I think that's an important point to help people understand is that it's it's. In ter- and it's more in terms of like future rulings on future cases, right? Mm-hmm. That that the outcomes are going given, going to be uh, more conservative, obviously. Yeah. Um. But but I think that's that's kind of the thing that's being fed through the airways is like, if the Supreme Court it's going to overturn everything, and it's like right. you know it's like that's not necessarily what the Supreme Court justices are there to do to go overturn and look under every nook and cranny and every law and and and. Uh, and and thing that's come before them in the past and redo it, right? Or undo it, and I, and I think that's that's a good point to make that because I feel like that's probably what a lot of people are hearing. Yeah, that that this is going to be chaotic. If you're liberal, it's going to make it the next four years. If Trump wins, even worse for you. Blah blah blah. And and I and I feel like that's not really the case. Right. Um. Yeah. I'd say also too a, a close third. Maybe you know we talked about abortion and we talked about healthcare. Yeah, I think a big thing that's going to become a big deal is probably free speech. Mm. Especially, I mean, we could talk about this on another episode, but you know, especially with social media companies censoring right. materials and you know what's labeled as hate speech and I don't know. You know, there's obviously there's a, a lot of gray area. There's a lot of gray area right now, and there's a lot of different people with a lot of different perspectives right. on what people should be allowed to say these days. And so, and the no Supreme actual Court, cases have really been pa- brought before the Supreme I, Court. Nothing, I don't think nothing. before the Supreme Court. Uh, I think some higher up courts. I don't think they brought up to the Supreme Courts yet. But um, so, for example, we'll take a church, right? A church that disagrees with homosexuality and that mm-hmm. says it. You know, I think the Supreme Court has the authority to say if a church says that, that's considered hate speech and or they're going to lose their tax exemption. Right. Those kinds of decisions. So I think that's that's a big one to think right. about as well. But Yeah. Um, so, so hey, uh, um, this week they've been, um, we brought it before, the, the hearing on ACB, for ACB, uh, basically bring her up and just grill her before a bunch of <laughs> senators. Yeah, that's the process. Um, so what, I know there's been, I've seen a couple of um, funny, funny questions being being asked. I think she has like, does she have five or seven kids? I think she's got, I want to say four of her own and two adopted. Two adopted from Haiti? Mm-hmm. Um, from Haiti, two adopted children, and um, she is... Caucasian Catholic mother, 
Se- seems like a, a great person. Mm-hmm. Seems like she she you know has a big heart. Um, her family, beautiful family. Um, just some of she was pretty impressive. Some of the lines of questioning that she's been facing off with, and uh, she was flexing on everybody with no notes, just sitting there with a blank notepad. Oh, right, the notepad. Um, but what did you think about that? The line of questioning that she's been getting, and and the that kind of degree of what's going on. I think that's the name of the game. I mean, I think Brett Kavanaugh got it. Brett Kavanaugh's probably had it the worst of everyone. Right. But that's just the process now for getting into anything political. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, running for president, massive, right? You're, You're going to have your life busted open before everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Supreme Court justices, governors, anyone now. That's just, that's unfortunately the political system, which is kind of a scary thought because I think you're going to get a lot less genuinely like good people right wanting to run for power because they just get dragged through the mud sure so i definitely think it takes a bit of spunk to make it through but so so for that i'm like yeah you know it's a bummer but that's 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 the game that's what you sign up for it was classic they uh they asked her do you condemn white supremacy <laughs> she looks at him she has two two haitian children <laughs> she says yes <laughs> Yeah, and even just you know some of the again some of the lines of questioning and and I'm sure uh, people on both sides that were asking her questions Republican and Democrat have kind of used that that speaking time to I definitely saw a couple people take jabs at the president and while asking her questions and and overall I I do uh, admire her demeanor I admire her her candor and she was still very respectful in spite of in spite of uh, some of the questions that she was asked. Um, yeah. and again, yeah, like you said, with Brett Kavanaugh, I mean, they had people literally, um, give false testimony about, <laughs> it just so happens that they picked the one guy in the United States that had journaled his entire life for the last <laughs> 50 years or whatever. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, it's, it's a tough game, man. It, it is. And I think, uh, I think, Hey, uh, you know, if it was, if it was a democratic justice being a hearing, you know, uh, for sorry for for I guess not. I don't want to say democratic, but if it was a hearing for a more for a potential more liberal justice, um, say grill them up. Either way, let's see, yeah. let's hear what they have to say. Let's hear what we're getting, and and uh, you know, it, it give one big thing before we kind of uh, close this for now. One big thing that I that I was I was hearing is. Um, I'm watching a couple of videos and a couple kind of debate like videos about this this topic and what people really what the people are thinking about this is a lot of people think that that oh the people should have should have a right to to choose right or, or to choose the justice and and uh, that's not actually how that works. Uh, it, it's not, but it kind of is. The people cho- people choose every four years, right? And so they chose four years ago. The sentiment now is that, well, the people who chose four years ago, they may have changed their minds, so they need to choose again. Mm-hmm. And if you feel that way, cool, you know. And if there's an argument to be made morally, right? Okay. But the playground rules—it's not how it goes. You get four years, right? So, yeah, I mean, and hopefully we bring this up, and and um, hopefully as each 
each podcast, each thing we put out, we kind of dusting dusting off of the old history books, the things you learn in high school or whatever, and, and get people to care a little bit more because these things they do impact your life, and and sometimes they might impact your life less than what you might be led to think. Yeah. Uh, but I think these this is definitely an interesting case, and I encourage everybody listening to go, you know, follow follow up, see what happens, see what things are said, and try to try to take a. Um, non-biased non-biased biased approach i guess you know <laughs> yeah have your convictions but also try to hear what everybody's saying yeah and i'd say too you know whoever winds up on the supreme court we, we have this like alarmist culture where mm-hmm. i think especially you're hearing it from the left right now oh my gosh you know they're gonna overturn this they're gonna right. overturn that america's over as we know it and truth <laughs> be told you know if if the roles reversed you know if there was a liberal judge getting confirmed and you know republicans can stop it the right would probably be the same but you you just you can't buy into the alarmist culture um it's not true yeah you know the supreme court at the end of the day you have to look at it like the levy right it's it's like a levy it's 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 the wall right right so the supreme court isn't gonna affect our culture necessarily Mm -hmm. right the supreme court's like the the last kind of final wall that right. we build around our culture of the laws that are going to govern our land. Right. So, you know, the, it'll swing and that wall is important. That levy is important, right? That is kind of our last line of defense, if you will, right. for the culture. If you're talking about trying to win the culture or trying to influence the culture, it is kind of the last line, but it's, it's not the, it's not the biggest line. Right. Right. You know, the biggest line is us. Is our homes and our families, yeah, our local governments, then our state, then the federal. So, um, stay tuned. We'll see what happens. Maybe we might bring this up next week's episode. The result of um, what should be the confirmation today, hopefully. Uh, switching gears here as we close up our good news story of the day. Ooh, from sunny skies. Dot com skies with a Z, so you know they're cool. Um, <laughs> skies. So a twelve-year-old makes history as the youngest student to study aerospace engineering at Georgia Tech. Well, good for him. Um, Caleb Anderson is set to transfer from Chattahoochee Technical College to Georgia Tech, where he'll be studying aerospace engineering. Um, it says it says here. That uh, at age two, he could read the United States Constitution. I don't know if I can read the United States Constitution today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At age three, while he learned English as his first language, he also learned Spanish, French, and Mandarin. Wow. So go get him, Caleb. Yeah. This kid could be president someday. Let's hope. At 12 years old, he started his sophomore year at a technical college. Nice. Go get them. Yeah, man. It's the young people. They, they're the hope. Oh, yeah. Well, it's been real. It has. I think we're, we're bringing this episode to an end. Make sure uh, if you're listening on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, Amazon, or wherever you're listening, make sure you hit that like button and that subscribe button. Leave us a review. Well, leave us one if it's good. <laughs> If it's not good, you don't feel that way, go ahead and leave us a positive one anyways. We'll 
we'll hook you up somehow. Uh, make sure you tune in on YouTube, subscribe, like, and yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.